There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. This weekend marks the 30th anniversary of the country music hit Past the Point of Rescue, recorded by 90s country star Hal Ketchum. I spoke with the late Nashville singer when he played the Birchmere in Alexandria, Virginia back in 2015, five years before his death at the age of 67. It's an honor for me to talk to you, sir. Um, love your music. Thanks, Jason. Still listen to it all the time. Um, but but you're coming here to the Birchmere, right? I am. I can't wait. I just that's my favorite place to play in the world. I mean, it's just all, all it's like all like a family reunion every time I get in that place. <laughs> um, how many times have you played there? I couldn't tell you, man. I you know, I could I could hide my own Easter eggs at this age, so it's hard to tell. You know? <laughs> but why do you why do you love the Birchmere so much? Well, again, it's just uh, well, all my friends work there. And, and everybody's in such a great mood all the time. And, and Gary, of course, the owner, is an old dear friend of mine, his best friend. So yeah. it's just an absolute pleasure. And John, the hospitality guy, and you, you, the sound guys are great. You can't, you can't beat it. You, know? you just can't beat it. Absolutely. And when, uh, if, if our listeners are hearing this and they grab some tickets and come out there, what can they expect to hear? Will they hear some of the old hits, maybe some of the oh, yeah. new album? Uh, what is it? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. the Troubadour was your latest one, right? That's correct, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just mix it up, you know. It's a, it's a pleasure to have, the, you know, a really good back catalog. I mean, so I can pull out, you know, I can pull out Mama Knows the Highway or Stay Forever or whatever. And then I can do, like, The Saddle, which is off the new record. Or, right. Um, you know, just gonna, it's a pleasure just kind of mix it up, you know, kind of go off the top of my head and get her done. And, uh, you know, I... I Kenny Grimes is has been my guitar player for about fifteen years now, and this guy is as good as it gets. <laughs> and we travel well together. We enjoy one another's company, and so it's a, it's just always a pleasure. What makes and, Ken- and it's always a good house there. You know? What makes Kenny so special on the guitar? Uh, it, the, the imagination is beyond words. I mean, you can't you can't throw you can't rattle this guy. You know. <laughs> come up with anything and you know one night it'll be a you know whatever we just he's just you know, fearless fearless and uh yeah, yeah that's and, awesome and a dear dear friend you know absolutely um we talked to um uh joe diffie and sammy kershaw last i think it was last week or the week before because they were coming up they played the great frederick fair up here and we talked to them and uh Good. and uh they were talking about how um he said that you know it's uh he thinks that country music has changed a ton since when you guys had, you know, you guys had all your made, you know, huge hits. Like I'd say, all through the '90s, you guys were yeah. just rocking the radio. Well, um, you know, Joe and Sammy. I mean, we're all alumni, basically. We we all kind of grew up in the same category, and and 
And back in, I mean, in my day, it was more about the singer-songwriter mm-hmm. uh, and really expressing yourself, you know, yeah. and to the best of your abilities. And I think it has changed greatly. I mean, I, I don't I don't hold anything against these kids sure. in, that, in that, you know, uh, they just speak in a different language. Right. You know, it's all about, you know, shake your tail feathers and... Uh, <laughs> Mildly embarrassing stuff to me, and you know, I do. Sometimes I get so cranky about it. I, I like to say, you know, I think they should just burn it, burn it all down, and start again. But, <laughs> but that's just an old man's outlook on life, you know. Right, right, yeah. I mean, more uh, power to them, man. You know, if they're reaching out and, and touching people, that's good enough, man. That's what music's supposed to be about. Exactly. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, every generation, I guess, has its own new form. So, but mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. but yeah. But I, but I'm, I'm kind of with you though. I kind of miss the old uh, singer songwriter because to me, country music is at its best when it's at the, you know, it's all about the storytelling, man. You gotta, you listen to the song start to finish to hear the whole story. You know, that's a man. Absolutely. You know, like. Well, it's like a good, a good song to me. It's like a three-minute movie. Yeah. You know, the curtains part, and you, then you invite people in, and you sit them down and say, just as gently as you can, I got a story to tell you. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's relatable that way. Honestly, do absolutely. You mentioned I, I don't want to get into some of your songs too, but you, just since because you mentioned movies, didn't you star? Didn't you have some appearances like uh, what was it the the Chris Columbus movie Heartbreak Hotel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, he's like you're yeah. digging deep, man. <laughs> oh my friend, I tell you what, it was that was a, one of the silliest things I ever experienced in my life. <laughs> it took I and mean, we we blocked off an entire street in Austin, Texas. And we're supposed to this little honky talk, and I was the I was the villain in this thing, and and I had these ridiculous sideburns that were like glued on, right, and huge, and uh, it was just hilarious. It's it, it, mildly embarrassing. That's funny, but, but did, hey, what do you do, man? But you yeah. you also did a little brief appearance in that Mel Gibson movie too, right, Maverick? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Danny Glover and I robbed a bank. <laughs> And it was lovely because I got to be friends with Danny, and I and I got to I got to hitch a ride. I was playing in the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco the next night, and so I bummed a ride on the on the uh, on the Warner Brothers jet and then <laughs> flew back up there with Danny and read him excerpts from Leaves of Grass of Walt Whitman. Oh yeah, poetry. yeah. So yeah, we we got to really connect and uh, a very gentle soul. The funniest part of the whole process was though when they when they opened the door and we got off the jet right when yeah went got down the stairs we were both so stoved up from riding horses all day <laughs> right it we were just like just like two of us like it was like Jack Lemon and Walt and uh, Walter Matthau you know <laughs> just kind of and we roared about it but it was uh, yeah it was a, it's it's always a pleasure I just did an indie film. Uh, it was filmed. We filmed it at the Devil's Backbone oh, awesome. Tavern here in town. What's and, it called? Uh, and what is it called, darling? Lost Highway. Oh yeah, okay. And uh, it's really this guy did an exceptional job. He just he wrote all the songs for it. He directed it, uh, and uh, that's I think that one's going to turn out pretty darn well. Do you remember who the filmmaker was? Uh, Jeff Mix. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting piece. Check it out, man. There's a trailer out on it now, right now. So. I will definitely look that up. How did they, How did you it get worked. involved with that? Did they reach out to you? Uh, 
Yeah, Jeff just called me. You know, he he, he was trying to get Guy Clark, but but Guy's not feeling too well right. at this point in his life. So so he just called me out of the blue, and I said, "Sure, man. Yeah." He said, you need me to send you a treatment you want to read about it? I said, yeah, you want to send me a script? That's fine. But it was fun. And it was uh, me and Jack Ingram. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Gerf Morlicks and just a, a bunch of whacked out singer-songwriters. So it's, a, it's an interesting piece. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, there you go. We got the How Ketchum uh, movie star uh, a couple minutes on that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we'll, we'll pivot it back to what you said about uh, country music is the best three-minute movie. So there you go. We'll go back on track here a little bit. But, um, but uh, yeah, but, I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely true. Like what you said is it's a good song should tell the whole story like, like a mini movie like that and paint that all visual right. picture. Um, which, which songs kind of taught you that when you were growing up listening to country? Were there certain artists that, that really made the impact on you? Oh, of course, absolutely. And they were uh, – well, my dad had a wonderful record collection, and uh, we had Buck Owens, of course. We oh, had Merle yeah. Haggard, and we had the modern sounds of country western, mm -hmm. uh, Ray Charles, classic oh, yeah. thing. And uh, and I would lay on my belly as a little kid and look through, thumb through the records. They were all leaning against the wall, basically. <laughs> and Buck Owens and the Buckaroos in the sky blue nudie suits. And I said, you know, middle of winter in upstate New York, and I said to myself, that's my window to the world right there. <laughs> I got to do that. That's my way out of this, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so, uh, and luck has a lot to do with it, you know. I've just been very, very fortunate. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, 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 I do deliver, man, you know. Every time I get up there, somebody hires me to do the job, I do the job, so. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, um. You know, if there's a, what it's got to be almost you have to pinch yourself a little bit. But I mean, you you're sitting there listening to Buck Owens and you know Ray Charles and all those guys, Merle Haggard. But you know, if if you draw a, a sort of the the line in the timeline, you you have your own spot in there. With I mean, Small Town Saturday Night, Thank past, you past very the much. point of rescue. I mean, that's Thank you. you'll still hear those songs played. You know, on you know on on radio, maybe on the weekend or something like I. And, well, I think it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I mean, because you know the, the digital, you know the, the the world has opened up. I mean, it's a world of computer now, yeah. and people can access any of this material at any time. Day or night. Does that so? Does that kind of make it, in a way, a little more? It allows your songs to be a little more timeless because it, it, you can pull it up digitally yeah. and you don't know when it came Absolutely. out. But hey, we're listening to it. <laughs> you can keep it alive. You know, it just keeps the music alive, and that's all we're all trying to do anyway. That's awesome. Let's go into some of those those big hits, if you don't mind. Like, where do you remember? Sure. Do you remember where you were when uh, when when you guys came when you came up with "Past the Point of Rescue"? Because that song is just so awesome. <laughs> uh, that was written by Mick Hanley from okay. Kilkenny, Ireland. And uh, uh, my wife was a publisher at, at Jack's Tracks and where we did all the recording. And she just brought that home, that song home one night and said, listen to this thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just the, the most moving poetry. I mean, it could be written and hung on the wall, you know, regardless of the melody. Yeah. It's just that masterful a piece, you know. Yeah. So, uh, Mick, I mean, I, I just went, sure, I'm in. And again, the band I had at that point in time, you know, I was cutting with Richard Bennett on guitar, who played with Neil Diamond for years, mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, 
Chris Lusinger and Pete Wozner and Bob Ray on bass. Man, Bob Ray had, had played in, you know, Muscle Shoals sessions his whole life. Yeah. And so these guys brought most of the energy to these songs. And I didn't want to cut past, I didn't want to cut uh, Small Town Saturday Night. Why is I that? Just, I just, I didn't, I just, well, the demo was kind of like this reggae, mm-hmm. funky, kind of folky thing. Right. And uh, Alan Reynolds just took me aside and he said, uh, Hal, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to insist. You know, I'm just <laughs> going to have to insist. And I think you'll thank me for it. And uh, I can't thank him enough. You know? <laughs> it's fantastic. Because when, you know, I remember I was, it was August 16th. I don't remember the year, maybe 93, 94, somewhere there. Mm. And uh, it went to number one. And I was riding with John Brown, who was a, uh, promo guy for for curb records mm-hmm. you know visiting stations and dropping these records on these guys yeah and we pulled over the side of the road and just cranked it up and just boogie and just <laughs> danced our little tails off <laughs> yeah it was a very special time for me absolutely and again those those songs really never go away i mean yeah good work just stands up for forever as it so should I'm, as it I'm should been real blessed. and now man i make a great little living you know, I live in Fisher, Texas. Nice. Population, eight people. Oh, right. I kid you not. It's population. It's, there are eight people in Fisher, Texas. <laughs> and uh, we live up on a hill in this beautiful little house that we restored. And uh, life is mighty good, I'll tell you. And, and uh, my lifeblood is playing music and, and always will be. You know. I mean, can you imagine that? You just, I mean, if, if you were, like, if you could go back and talk to your younger version of yourself and you said that that's how your life was going to turn out, you'd have country hits on the radio, you'd have, be living on this, you know, quiet little house on a hill in Texas, you'd be like, I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I do. I wake up and I'm very, I'm grateful every morning. I thank the maker every day. I go out on the porch, I pray to the four winds, and I just thank, I say, thank you, God. But it's been a hell of a ride. That's awesome. Well, let's keep the ride going for a little bit longer at Thanks, the Birchmere, sir. sir. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on and talk with us, and uh, we look forward Thank to see you, you out, out in Virginia. We, we really appreciate it. All right, it. brother. All right, I appreciate you, son. Take yeah. care of yourself. You too. Adios. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.